It is Talk of the Town with John and Melanie. Joining us on the line from the Collingwood General Marine Hospital, we say hello to CEO Nora Holder. Nora, how are you this morning? Oh, I'm great. It's nice to see the sunshine, John. It certainly is. And a big congratulations to you and your amazing team at the Collingwood General Marine Hospital. Things have been holding together quite nicely. Yes, they have. It's, uh, It's due to our people here. They're a great team. I got to ask you, going into this COVID-19, well before COVID-19 hit, uh, we were already challenged with this old and small building compared to the, you know, the demand we place on it as a hospital. Uh, going into COVID-19, that must have been incredibly frightening because you needed more space to set up these new procedures. Yeah, we've um, we've had to redesign uh, internally a number of features within the hospital. We've um, separated the three trauma bays in the emergency department. Um, we've had to close the doors um, in each of the three areas and create negative pressure rooms. We've created negative pressure for four. Um, additional for uh, four out of the five uh, ICU rooms, one already had negative pressure. Those that is required when there's a aerosol generating medical procedure. Um, we uh, need negative pressure uh, to decrease the aerosolization uh, for potential uh, the COVID virus when you intubate or or do other uh, procedures that would generate. Um, more of the virus sort of dispersing in smaller particles. Uh, we have uh, utilized the majority of our ambulatory care area, and we've turned it into uh, part of our ED, our emergency department. We're looking at using uh, our endoscopy recovery area. We've got it ready if we need to surge into that area. We've also um, had to... Uh, um, We've, the Legion in Collingwood has been very, very kind, and um, we are utilizing their space, uh, their auditorium, and we are um, in the process of completing, uh, developing it into an alternate uh, health facility. It would have 24 beds, um, and uh, in the event of a surge uh, in volumes of inpatients presented to the hospital, that would outstrip our internal capacity, uh, and so... Um, it would help us. So we've uh, there's a lot of work that's been involved there. Uh, the town of Collingwood has been very kind, offering up to $100,000 to help us establish a permanent emergency generator. Because if we uh, add any alternative care site, we have to have that backup generator if the power goes out. Right. And it's also a longer term strategy that um, even after the COVID-19 situation, it will it will prepare. Um, a site for the hospital in case there's another such emergency and also for the town of Collingwood to use. Um, and so, you know, we're preparing for the worst and hoping for the best. Uh, so uh, it's um, there's a lot more that we've um, had to do. Our break rooms are extremely small. We are limiting uh, staff to two at a time in the break rooms. Um, yeah, there's, uh, we, we had a screening tent out front and then uh, now we are screening individuals, all individuals, including people who are coming to emerge at the front door. Uh, so uh, we ha- there is only one entry into the hospital for the public. That's the front door. Uh, and there's only one entry for staff, and that's at the back. And there are screeners there. Um, yeah, it's been unbelievable. In terms of staff uh, uh 
getting COVID? Has has the numbers been very high there? Um, no, I would say that um, I do not believe that we've had a staff member who's acquired a COVID uh, from um, working here at the hospital. So nice. that's pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of the numbers that you were expecting for this time, May 12th, uh, are you below? Are you uh, pretty much right at it? And are you expecting it to get worse? So I have to admit, we weren't really sure what to expect. We were preparing for the worst and hoping for the best. Mm -hmm. I think that we've planked the curve. Um, We've had a number of inpatient COVID patients. We've also had far more uh, people test at the assessment center positive and go home and recover at home. Um, I would say that uh, I do expect, as with, with every past pandemic, there is a second wave. Uh, That is why people are saying, well, why are you getting the alternative health facility Mm. ready? Um, I believe that there will be a a second wave uh, at some point. Is it going to be summer, late summer, fall? We're really worried about the flu and COVID, actually, the usual seasonal flu and and COVID combining at the same time later on in the year. Um, And as well, we've been very fortunate um, um, that we haven't had uh, in South Georgian Bay, long-term care or retirement homes have COVID outbreaks. And so um, that has been a blessing as well because that puts a lot of pressure on the health mm. system. Uh, we're working um, with our long-term care partners and some of our retirement home partners, um, providing um, uh, the assessment centers going in. And uh, by the end of this week, all five nursing homes in South Georgian Bay, all staff and uh Patients will have been swabbed. It will only be a point in time um, knowledge uh, for, uh, you know, is does anyone have COVID? But it will also help us in terms of um, setting up our infection control is, is uh, going in and doing an assessment. And if the homes wish and we're going in and saying, you know, if, um, you know, what is it do you need? Do you need some education on donning and doffing, uh, you know, proper PPE, uh, maybe um, cohorting uh, residents uh, if you do have some COVID in your homes. But uh, the homes are, are very well versed, um, but they've been very open to working with us. And I have to thank the assessment center of which the FIT has been running. The NPs have been going out uh, into the homes and uh, swabbing everybody as well. And we're going to be swabbing a, a retirement home or two as well. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's been a lot of teamwork and it, it really takes uh, a community to uh, get together to perform preventative um sort of uh, actions to ensure that it doesn't spread any further. And since we've been doing relatively well as far as containing and uh, obviously we are set up as far as uh, the space if if there is another surge, but in between now and the possibility of of another spread, uh, there's a huge backlog of surgeries that are um, continuously piling up and have had to be cancelled. Are those going to start opening up again soon and be able to be performed in Collingwood? Uh, That's a great question. Thanks, Mel. The Ontario government, they've commenced planning only uh, for a gradual resumption of surgeries and um, outpatient procedures that have been postponed. They're the elective ones. Um, And at the same time, they're executing plans for helping the situation uh, in long-term care uh, and maintaining hospital acute care capacity to respond. So if there's actually an outbreak in a long-term care uh, in South Georgian Bay, 
of COVID-19, we would deploy our staff to assist if required. So the focus at the time for um, a resumption of surgeries and outpatient procedures is planning only. Uh, there's directive number two remains in force, so we can't resume any of these until such time that directive is amended. Saying that, um, timelines um, are going to vary. They've told us from hospital to hospital. Um, and opening up these uh, surgeries, elective surgeries and procedures is going to be contingent upon regional oversight tables. We are in central region and, um, and they coordinate uh, the Ontario response to COVID-19. So the plan contains clear criteria that has to be met before hospitals can engage in elective surgery resumption and procedure. So we have to have a stable number of COVID-19 cases. Not, nothing can be escalating. Um, you know, uh, a certain supply of personal protective equipment has to be available. Uh, and there currently is a shortage of personal protective equipment. Right now it's um, waterproof isolation gowns, uh, a stable supply of specific medications, um, particularly for uh, intensive care, things that um, uh, for sedatives and paralytics for people who may be um, intubated in an ICU, uh, capacity of inpatient in intensive care unit beds, there has to be a certain uh, relative capacity open, so in case a surge occurred, and we have to have the uh, an adequate amount of health human resources and sign-off has to occur by the central region lead. So um, while we are um, internally looking at what the plan could look like, there are a lot of um, other things that must be in place uh, before any hospital is going to be allowed to resume, but it's good to start planning. And it sounds like we're in a great space. Uh, thank you, Nora, to you and your team, the Collingwood General Marine Hospital, for being there for us. How can we be there for you? Oh, you know what? The community has been fantastic. Um, we've actually received so many wonderful cards and uh, um, notes of appreciation. We're actually um, adorning our walls in the basement, and also uh, they'll be on the front uh, windows of the hospital and also on the uh, elevator doors. We're going to be uh, uh, placing all of these uh, appreciation uh, sort of uh, comments and communications so that staff and Physicians and midwives can see them every day. So, and we appreciate the drive-bys. Mm. Uh, we just appreciate everything. And what we really do appreciate is uh, when individuals want to provide us with food. What we really want to say is, is there are many poor people, more people, out. Um, in our South Georgian Bay community who require that food. So please redirect that to a food bank. Uh, that's what would really make us happy here at CGMH. This, of course, is Nurses Week, and I know uh, we've had many discussions, Nora, on your affinity for nurses. Uh, what do you have to say to the nurses here in our community? Uh, I have some uh, really heartwarming and appreciative comments for the nurses, particularly uh, here at CGMH, but across the world uh, in this unprecedented time. Uh, as you know, 2020 is the year of the nurse and the year of the midwife. Um, and it is nursing week. And I'm really proud of the over 250 nurses at Collingwood General Marine Hospital. Uh, they go above and beyond every single day and they provide exemplary care uh, for patients, families, and our community. But in this unprecedented time, they've put the needs of their families and even their own selves 
uh, aside and put the need of patients in our community uh, front and foremost. Um, they are practicing in an environment that is ever-changing um, as our knowledge of COVID-19 continually changes. Uh, and I just, um, I really want to thank them uh, for their dedication, their commitment, their resilience, their adaptability, and most of all, for being just stellar nurses. I am so proud of our nurses. And uh, each and every day, I'm honoured uh, to know that they are here and um and I'm a nurse uh, myself, uh, my mother was, my grandmother was, my aunt was, my sister was, and, uh, you know, it's a fantastic profession. And anyone who's interested in um, getting into nursing really should consider it. Nora Holder, CEO for the Collingwood General Marine Hospital, thank you so very much for joining us here on Talk of the Town. Thank you.